button. Button, who's got the button? Oh, Chroma has it again. Of course, Chroma has uh-huh. it. Chroma, put the button down. Which one? I'm not surprised by your response. I should not be surprised by your response. Uh, I would say all of them, but I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> Also, doesn't help that you're actively making another button while we're having this conversation. Sorry. No, I no, like it's them. on brand. I, I know you do. I, I, I like pressing buttons myself, uh, which is why I pressed the record button just a little while ago. Hello, and welcome to Pack Tactics Season 3, Kobolds in Space. Tonight's episode is number 17, although it's the first episode of Arc 2. Not R2. He's around here somewhere. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight's session is called Ancient Inventions. My name is Crash. I will be your DM for the evening. Thank you, Cindy, for posting that, Jeff. <laughs> and I am joined by a bunch of awesome people. I have already mentioned Cindy. We've got Matt hanging out in chat. We have Jen. We have Eo. We have Ellie. We have Arshbreth hanging out in chat. And what happened last week? Nothing. <laughs> As far as most of the world knows. (laughs) Spit it out. (laughs) We took back the moon. We did. And then Dax died. It was the other way around. Right, yeah. First the battle, and then, well, wait, it was kind of during the battle. Anyway. Dax died, but he got better. He got better. Dax got turned into dust, but then he got better. Yes. We had, I had to call my mom. Who called the rest of the old party? And it was so weird seeing Archbeth in the game. <laughs> I was gonna go there. I was gonna go there, and I thought, no, no, I shouldn't interrupt them. <laughs> so yeah, now there's two parties of kobolds on the moon. Mm-hmm. One of which is level 19, right? And the cleric of the old party cast True Resurrection on Dax to bring him back to life, since he was a pile of dust and didn't have a body to bring back to life. And we are all very happy with Marwise now. Uh, you say that now, but uh, yeah, while we're all waiting for the moon to get back to Circulus, the young kobolds are getting some history lectures. I'm already proficient in history. May I be excused? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me an essay on your mother's fight against Tiamat? Maybe. Then maybe. <laughs> because that's what my lessons are going to focus on. Oh, wow. I've really heard that story a lot of times. Monty. I think that'd be an interesting story. <laughs> Just because it'd be from, like, Zeely's point of view through Chroma. You know? <laughs> Monty casts message and says, you're not going to tell them the whole story, are you? Message back. I'll, I'll leave out your identity if that's your wish. Yes. Yes, please. But yeah, other than anything that might lead to Monty's identity... Since several of the young kobolds weren't too familiar with Tiamat, Marwise is like, oh, I have to fix this. Right, right. Monty spent literally centuries not letting anyone know that he's an ancient red dragon. He's mm-hmm. not about to let Chroma possibly... <laughs> Spill it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Possibly the worst possible way to make sure a secret is kept. <laughs> Wait, this is canon, actually. <laughs> you know? yeah. Be aware of who and what her grandfather is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adopted or not. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
he might as well get cards made. I totally know Daldane. Also, Monty's a red dragon. If you have the back of the card, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something. Why is this yeah. in a different ink? Although, ooh, this side's embossed. <laughs> I mean, that, that costs extra. You got to have a lot of money to get them embossed like that. And is that gold leaf? I think that's gold leaf. <laughs> it's definitely going to be remembered now. <laughs> so I take it the old guard is all uh, staying on the moon while Zelix or except, Zelix uh, except transports Zelix. it back. Zeely Zeely teleported back home to talk to the Circle of Tales about, well, a bunch of the stuff we went over regarding the moon base, etc. Basically, she's going back to try to get as much of the arguing and yelling out of the way as possible before the moon brought home. Oh, it's okay. They can save some for later. (laughs) Oh, I bet. (laughs) No, no. They need to get it all out now. She insists. They politely wait for Zeely to be out of earshot before they do the arguing because she terrifies them. (laughs) Rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. Even Gox has said, you don't have to worry about me. You have to worry about her, about Zeely. Well, we had this conversation on on Twitter earlier today where... uh, Zeely's no, not physically it. strong, but you don't need physical strength when you can cast Wish. <laughs> <laughs> and that is not the spell that Zeely has that terrifies most of them the most. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, each of them has their own personal flavor of hell that they would select the spell that terrifies them the most. But the point is Zeely can cast it. <laughs> and with Quicken Spell, can do more than one of them uh-huh. per turn. Yep. Yes. Yes. With that out of the way with that said uh so it takes about a month for the moon to be transported back uh, during that time the younger kobolds have to attend daily possibly hourly i leave that up to marwise as to the the amount of workload and the homework that's involved in how many books you have to go to the campus bookstore to purchase <laughs> knowing full well that you're never going to be able to return them for even 50% of their original price. Mm -hmm. So you try to get them used, but of course they change the edition that's required. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Fine. Um, But in any case, you're attending daily lectures on the history of Tiamat and Circulus as much as is known by Marwise, because most of the rest of the planet knows nothing. Right. Thanks, Daldane. (laughs) (laughs) It's useful, though. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't have nice things. Although the moon, you have the moon. <laughs> the moon back. So that's Although the something. moon's in a bit of a state right now. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole orbital bombardment thing and crashing through Illithid Nautiloid's ships and ripping up a significant portion of a ring world. I uh, did a number on it. Uh, very early on in your month's journey, it's discovered that there is a thin atmosphere on the moon now. Mostly from the ring world at this point, although there was probably a little bit of air taken from the baby turtles in the disc world crystal sphere. Uh, It's not a whole lot of atmosphere. Someone of cobalt height can breathe okay, kind of like if you're on a mountaintop. So the air is thin, but you can survive in it. You just get winded quickly. Someone like a a gif (sighs) does not appreciate it as much. Uh, the Warforged don't care. The Warforged don't even need an they atmosphere. Breathe, matter of yeah. fact, they've spent 
they spend the month exploring the moon because they literally have nothing better to do. And they're kind of hoping they're going to find a spot on the moon where they can just settle down and be warforged, hanging out and, you know, form some type of government body. I mean, they've already got a union. They're only a few steps away from an anarcho-syndicist commune where each of them holds a position as sort of elected representative of the month. And then someone shows up and says they're a king and represses them. But that's another story entirely. Well, they already know how to start a revolution, which we helped with. I mean, they said they wanted a revolution. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, the GIF in particular, uh, they considered their experience to be, well, our work here is done. And they already received their payment from the Myconids. So they pack up in their ship as soon as it's repaired and they head out. They did offer Zelix a ride. Zelix politely declined. (laughs) (laughs) At least the way the gift remember it, Zelix politely declined. It's possible Zelix said some very unflattering things and then changed their minds. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. Possibly literally. Mm -hmm. Uh, He'll never tell. (laughs) Um, Bye. Have fun. And remember, if you find any grenades... Well, we'll probably be long gone, so you don't need to hand them back to our quartermaster. You can keep them. Yay! Odd, at this distance, it looks like everyone near Chroma suddenly shivered. Very strange. (laughs) Well, in any case, we're off. And the gift ship takes off. I never got to share with you the joy that I put into their names. Um, Their ship was the GMS Midwest. Uh, The first mate, (sighs) their last name was Raska, uh, but their nickname was Neb. Uh, There was (laughs) Lieutenant Dakota. Lieutenant Commander Mitch Egan. <laughs> uh, I have a full list here that I'm not going to go through the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was very happy with it when I made it. I'm not a father, but I do enjoy a good dad joke. <laughs> so the gif are gone and everyone breathes a sigh of relief mm-hmm. until they realize that the gif hinted that there might be a stockpile of grenades somewhere on the moon. And Yeah, that, that could be a thing. That sent an emotion through everyone on your shot. The emotion <laughs> varies depending on who the person is. <laughs> yep. But moving forward. Uh, the Myconids find a canyon near to the main base that you were all in for your previous encounters mm-hmm. that seems to have acquired a significant amount of biomass. Uh, they've also commandeered a bunch of former zombies that some grenade-wielding gif and some varying ability level 19 kobolds turned into ex-zombies. So they've got plenty of rotting biomass that they can use as a base. And they've moved into that particular canyon, which is filled with a large amount of atmosphere because it's deeper down. So the atmosphere is staying in there more. Uh, It's close enough that Button usually comes by and visits daily, (laughs) if not hourly. Really depends on Button in particular, and Button really likes hanging out with Cobalt for some reason. You're interesting. Uh huh. Button usually says that to um, Zenosha, though. By the way. Oh, because Zenosha has a mushroom. <laughs> yeah, half the time Zenosha's not sure if Button's talking to her or the mushroom, and if asked... as much as I like mushrooms, the idea that the mushroom on my nose will one day learn to speak is still a bit disturbing. If you ask Button who Button is talking to, Zenosha or the Mushroom, Button will usually reply to that with yes, or that they don't understand the question. One entity. Interesting. 
Well, button is button doesn't count very well. Oh, that's right. But they've established that they are quite young. And since they communicate through spores, instead of having to understand a specific language, they might be younger than most species are when they learn to speak. They don't have to speak. They just communicate through ideas and mental abilities. Um, speaking yeah. of beings that don't speak, JR. Mm-hmm. JR took Dax's death pretty darned hard. Yeah. I mean, he got better, but he got better due to Deus Ex level 19 characters. And did his arm grow back in the month? Because he has my ring of regeneration. Oh, they've returned your ring of regeneration. Uh, they were able to get repairs before you entered the flow. Um, some additional help was brought in. So Cogbucket Prime is there. But mm-hmm. also Fiddle Punch and Lucanidae came in. Oh, wow. Fiddle, Fiddle Punch was not going to miss an opportunity to hang out on the moon knowing that it's now safe. <laughs> okay it, mm-hmm. it was going to be more along the lines of how do we convince you to not go to the moon and when <laughs> it became evident that that wasn't going to be a thing Lucanide sighed heavily and decided he was going to go along with his husband because why not mm-hmm. oh yes. i bet Lucanide would really like the myconids they're okay yeah um Lucanide is much more into studying insects oh right but he's a druid so you know it's all good um But between the three high-level entities that I have just described, uh, JR did have some parameters that they said that they would like to um, achieve. And while they're still learning, they're still not finished, they still don't have what most beings would refer to as a skin. So Cogbucket JR is now a level one adventurer before they were level zero. Uh, they did get some additional bonuses to some stats, and they got some armor. They've got muscles now. The muscles, well, they look like muscles if you squint your eyes in a dark room. They're actually kind of sort of made of vines. Lucanidae had a hand in that. But it did augment JR's constitution and strength modifiers, uh, which helped out because JR has decided that they want to be a paladin. Ooh. Uh, I knew he, I knew they had some fight in them. I'm so proud of them. They're good at the class and and um do healy fighty things and Well, they're currently level one and have thirteen hit points, so <laughs> <laughs> Okay we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the rest of you are level seven. Okay, you can spend right, time right. to make <laughs> over jr's dead body oh oh boy yeah. no, they, no they've no, also no, taken no, up alchemy trying to avoid... they've done what they've taken up alchemy oh, oh my gosh okay. so they have been oh. brewing potions you don't know how well they work you haven't had the need to use one yet hmm. uh, okay. but every now and then you've caught jr with a bunch of erlenmeyer flasks and beakers and bunsen burners and I'm so proud. <laughs> they have learned how to brew coffee. They do not have the capability of drinking it, but they do know how to brew it. If Gux is still on board, which he probably is, going to offer to train JR just like how to hold some weapons and basic usage, just simple things. JR will certainly agree to that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, at one point, JR does come over to Chroma and hand her a beaker of brown fluid. Am I supposed to drink this? I ask you're... because sometimes you're really not supposed to drink things that are in beaker. JR, you're very familiar to JR looking awkward. This is JR looking awkward. I can drink it if you want. JR nods kind of hesitantly. Chroma is going to drink it. Give me a constitution save. Uh-oh. Ew. Oh, no, wait. This is the espresso, isn't it? I told Probably. you it would be canon. I told you it would be. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's a 10. You are under the effects of a haste spell. Congratulations. Oh, no. <laughs> now I have an AC of 23. It's going to be a lot harder to grapple now. Good. Chroma Imagine... can now walk on the ceiling. <laughs> you go up to the ceiling. You see a human monk there. She says, what's up? <laughs> you! <laughs> yeah. um, imagine Chroma's character art, but someone's used a Gaussian blur. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Chroma's um, faster and more potentially dangerous now. Fun! JR goes back to their checklist and they make a note. Huge success. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> All right, so either we wait this out until Chroma <laughs> crashes, or JR can make some for all of us and give us half a chance of you know, stopping catastrophe. JR hears you say this and immediately goes back to their alchemist supplies. <laughs> <laughs> is this happening while the moon's still traveling, or are we almost? Yeah, this is surface? while you're en route. Okay. Then, yeah, I'd like Chroma run around, probably lap the moon a few times. <laughs> She'll have explored every inch of it out there. <laughs> but she's running in moon gravity, so it, it, you hear oh, chariots so of fire as she does little hops. JR oh. <laughs> does make triple espressos for everyone who's willing to drink one. Yep, drinking one. Con save. All right. Um, 15 uh, plus constitutions a plus two. You, you really, I mean, it doesn't taste bad. But you really don't see why Chroma's acting the way Chroma's acting. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it smells good. It's It doesn't have the best... Like, it's not sweet or anything, but I don't know. It tastes a little like hazelnut. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 good. It's a good drink, JR. It's just not hitting me the same. That's not your fault. That's okay. I'll politely decline. I, I don't like substances that cause strange behaviors when ingested. <laughs> JR nods and goes back to their checklist and crosses out a few things. <laughs> By the way, their checklist is mostly written in binary. So just so you know. <laughs> None of us can read it. <laughs> the Warforged can, but they're out and about. Right. Mm-hmm. So Crash. Uh, yes. Before the game, we were talking about how I was excited for a game that was fun and exciting and full of exposition. When, when's the exposition going to start? <laughs> Uh, uh, well, would you like to know more about that? I've already shared this information over discord, but, um, more about the cobalt empire because the gift shared a little bit for those who were willing to listen, which was a very small number. Right. Right. But the illithid when taking breaks from piloting the moon, because (laughs) the illithid needs to take breaks from 
piloting the moon. It does not like this experience at all. It, it's it's not a fan of interacting with a brain that is made to look look like an elder brain, but it's not an elder brain that's made by a being that the illithid find to be abhorrent. That is now goo in a bucket. That is now it's goo. It's actually just Sculpey. Oh. Yeah. It might actually currently be Mike and Chow. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Whatever. Or in Zenosha's mushroom farm. Or they might have split it 50-50. Who knows? Zenosha's just kind of assuming you guys don't ask where she gets her fertilizer. Nope. <laughs> it, 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 it's usually a good policy to not ask where that came from. Mm. And, and also not wonder why the privy empties out so frequently. <laughs> I mean, most of you just assumed it vented into space. I mean, it does. It, it does do that, I'm sure. <laughs> it's like flying on an airplane. Or where they tell you not to flush if you are in a bathroom on a train while it's in station. <laughs> okay. So with that said, um, the Cobalt Empire was something that spanned for uh, a number of crystal spheres for apparently thousands of years. There the people who you talked to didn't really have an origin story for the Cobalt Empire. It was just there. Like, the Elven Empire is just there. Like, humans are wow. just everywhere. Because hum- humans are just everywhere. It's like the common cold. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> wow. And apparently, they got on the wrong side of the Elven Empire. So the Elven Empire put a beat down on them. It was not just the Cobalt Empire. They also took out um, the Goblin Nations, the Orc Nations, any... Basically, it was referred to as the Unhuman Wars because apparently humans named it and they named it, well, it's not us fighting. Well, who's fighting? A bunch of non-humans. So it's called the Unhuman War. That sounds like a great idea. Mm. And for some reason, the name stuck. Humans are like that, I guess. Well, you you get a few people like Volo and Elminster writing down books, you end up having a very human-centric view of the world. Universe. Multiverse. Whatever. Okay. But moving forward. Koboldly moving forward. <laughs> uh, this was about 600 years ago that this happened. And the elves are still a very powerful player. Uh, most of the technology that was encountered was stripped from the ships. So even the ships are gone uh, for the most part. Because they weren't going, no elf would be caught dead flying around in a kobold or or goblin or hobgoblin ship. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at mixer chat. Yes, koboldly go where no kobold has gone has koboldly gone before. You are absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Provinto. <laughs> so that was about 600 years ago, and after that, well, there's still kobolds in space. I mean, you showed up, and no one was surprised that kobolds existed when you showed up. They just don't have any large form of government or military power. There's rumors of all of the races that were painted as the big bads of the Unhuman War because, of course, victors write history. Um, There's rumors of them being somewhere away from known flow space, just building up a huge armada to come in and swoop down. But a lot of that is seen as... You know, stories you tell your kids to keep them up at night or something like that. Um, uh. Zenosha's listening and she's probably absorbing a fair amount of it because she had to learn how to take history lectures even when she doesn't care because, once again, 
she grew up with and her patron is Marwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zex is listening, but it's kind of like, okay, right. Don't trust the elves. And is waiting to hear about battles. Well, the GIF would have been able to describe several of the battles because they're a mercenary group. So they were hired by both sides. Don't trust the GIF. Gotcha. Well, that's... That's, <laughs> that's canon, To though. be fair, that's been Zax's mantra since you first encountered a GIF. Yep. Zenosha takes note. GIF can be paid to kill other GIF. <laughs> they actually... The GIF coordinated things so they would not have to fight other GIF. Ah. Uh, <sighs> okay. And there was there was one battle where the they thought they were gonna it was gonna be a gif versus gif battle, but one side turned out to just be an animated image. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume, because I usually assume, that Neri has inspiration already. Actually I don't. I you usually lie, because you do now. Ta-da. Okay. Okay, moving forward. Uh, now, the base that you're in, in particular, it shows signs that it's been inherited, uh, it been inhabited by Dragonborn for quite some time, for by centuries, in fact. You can't pin down the exact number of centuries, but it could be anywhere between 400 and 600 years. So it could have become Dragonborn property right when the Cobalt Empire fell. It might have hung around for a couple centuries before everything here went downhill quickly. You haven't found records on that. I will say that while you're exploring, possibly depending on the character, hiding from Marwise to avoid having to hear another lecture, (laughs) um, you find a large round room. Inside are a bunch of uh, lances up against one side and you've got to pick one. No, no, wrong. Wrong game. Wrong game. Wrong, wrong large round room. The floor does not open up underneath. You do not have to fight a giant scarab. <laughs> Aww. The candidate would be interested if that happened. <laughs> uh, the, but this large round room has a large sphere in the middle of it. Sphere is a very loosely defining word because while the base shape, if, if you were to draw it, you would start off by drawing a half circle sticking out of the ground. But there's all kinds of odds and ends and a special effects artist refer to them as greeblies that are stuck all over it there's cylinders that are sticking out in places there's pipes that come out of one spot and go into another or go up into the ceiling uh there's panels that are stuck on random locations some of them look like they should have some type of light source coming out of them some of them do have a light source some of them don't some of them look broken yes is the neatest thing. What is this thing? I don't know yet, and that is exciting. Okay. Well, give me an investigation check. All right. Because between last session and this session, when everyone was leveling up, I allowed Chroma to rework her character sheet so she's actually better at this. I really need to earn back inspiration. Oh, no. and that's a nine. You have absolutely no idea. Modification. <laughs> you, you have no idea what this does other than look cool. Yeah, proficiency doesn't help much when you roll a two. <laughs> you gotta be level 19 to roll a two and be incredibly skilled anyway. I'm gonna look for buttons. You find a few. I'm going to go Fantastic. so far as to say that you pressed a bunch when you were investigating. Probably. And I'm going to say that other individuals in the room probably flinched when you reached out and pressed a button. 
either internally or externally flinched. But either way, right. there was a flinch. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. Hmm. Your best guess with a nine is that you haven't found the right button or it's broken or possibly both. Well, I mean, if the information we've gotten has been correct, this thing's, I mean, the Dragonborn were here for 500 to 600 years. It, this machine itself might be a thousand years old for all we know. Zenosha, give me an investigation check. Okay, uh, I am not good at this. Well, you're up against a two. <laughs> you might be able to prevail. That's I a nat, nat 20. 20. Wow. <laughs> so Zenosha walks up and says, no, no, you see, you got to press the button. that looks like a mushroom right here. No, not true. <laughs> um, no, you don't have proficiency in understanding machines, so I'm not going to tell you that you know how to fix this thing. You are also pretty sure it's broken. You're right. It's probably incredibly old. With that said, parts of this, like you, you as a druid of the spores, do understand one particular thing very well, and that's oh. how things decay, how things mm. wear down and return to nature and return to the base elements in which they were created. And there's parts of this device that look incredibly old, and there's parts that are a lot shinier. This thing has been maintained for centuries, just not recently. Okay, I'll pass that along to Chroma, especially the parts I see that have a lot less wear and tear than the others. Chroma pulls her head out of a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shocked. That's about right, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. huh. okay. So yeah, parts to this machine are very, very old, but some of these, I think, they just were maintained until the Dragonborn took over. I will tell you. For? I will tell you with your nat twenty. Some of these repairs look like they've happened since the like if the Dragonborn took over four hundred years ago, which is the soonest it would have happened, or most recent it would have happened. Uh, some of these repairs look a lot more recent than that. Oh, so even the Dragonborn like wanted some, to keep this thing some, working. Some of the pieces here look like they were they've maybe only been there for five to ten years. Oh wow. Okay, so I need to go close myself up somewhere for eight hours and mess with my goggles here and get them to uh, help me identify things. I want to see if I can get anything out of that. Sounds like a it's good a, plan. It's yeah. magical technology that should at least help. What does the magical ability not, do? Yeah, basically Chroma's going to cast identify on this thing. Ah, that will work very well if it's magical. Yes, exactly. I hate how the word if was there. Mm. It turns out it's just an industrial-sized pressure cooker. <laughs> <laughs> Turkey's done. We cooked it for the entire moon. <laughs> you open up a pipe, mashed potatoes just start shooting out at volume. <laughs> Wait, how long have these been cooking? Probably too long. <laughs> Button shows up. These are just right. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. None of this is true. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Okay. Identify. Here's the thing. This is one giant contraption, but it's not one giant contraption. It is a sum of parts, and each of the parts is some creation in its own right. And all the pipes and panels and whatnot are being used to combine them all together. 
Um, it could be because repairs have been done for so long that it's sort of fragmented, or maybe it was originally designed that way. You are not able to tell. But as you're casting Identify, you get a very strong sense that this thing has something to do with portals, not teleportation. I mean, that's the first thing people think of when they think of portals. They think of things like Dimension Door. That's not what this does. But there's pieces in it that are related to that. That's weird. What's weird? That you're all on a moon that has atmosphere that's going through the phlogiston. Well, we're used to that now. This is the new weird. (laughs) There's the out-of-context quote. (laughs) So did Chroma share the part about finding pieces related to portals, but not portals? Okay, so... Like, there's this gun that shoots out orange ovals and blue ovals. (laughs) No. This thing, um... There's something about portals involved, but not not like Dimension Door. And I'm not sure exactly what that means. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Is it maybe a communications device to communicate with the uh, gun towers all around the moon? I, I don't think that would register as portals. I think that would register as something related to sending or... Hmm. Something like that. It, hmm. But I don't know what a portal does if it doesn't teleport thing. Wait, wait, I just got a random idea. I could be totally off base, but I'm going to throw it out here. No, you're definitely under the moon On, base. Yeah, <laughs> you're in the base. If you're off base, <laughs> yeah. something bad has happened. So the crystal spheres require you to make some sort of opening to get in and out of them. And right. And most Somehow. Of the things are like wands or... <gasps> I look for a square hole! One that fits my cube. Give me a perception check. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, the key verb here is look. I'll help. Okay, make it at advantage. That's a mighty 11. You do not find any <laughs> spot that looks like it's going to hold that cube of yours. Okay, I should have but... let Chroma help me. Yeah. Okay, maybe I should sit down here and start identifying at the cube and see if it seems like it's got something to do with portals in the same sort of way. Can I take an action, another action to look on my own? I will allow it. That's a 27. Oh. Brown bear, brown bear, what do you see? Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that's an OSHA. <laughs> There's your inspiration point. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, because the druid has been a brown bear recently. Um, yeah, you yeah. want to split hairs. I think I was a black bear at that splitting hairs. Yeah, but it's bear fur, and I'm not getting close to it enough to, to tell. Um, so imagine, yeah, if you will, yeah. Neri's character art, but replace the, the plain background with like a nebula that's animated. And and that's what's going through Neri right now. Uh, Neri, you, with a 27, don't find any spot on this giant half sphere, which you are suspecting is actually a full sphere. It's just that you only see the top half of it because the floor is in the way. Uh, but you don't see any spot that looks like it was made to hold a cube or anything else for that matter. There's parts that look broken. There's parts that look like they need to be replaced, but it doesn't look like there's anything missing. 
So wait, if the if the cube came out of that asteroid that tried to eat me, uh, why would it fit in this big thing? I don't get it. I don't know. I was just thinking this big thing might be involved with how the heretic mind flare opened up holes in the crystal spheres big enough to travel through. But casting yeah, identify on my cube. Uh, it tells you that it. it uh, I'm trying to word this in a way where I get to use the chroma key pun again. <laughs> Because that's such a good pun. But it's a key. That cube you have, it, it can be used for more. You can't discern what else it can be used for. But you're, you're looking at the part of it that is sticking into the three-dimensional space in which all of you perceive. There's more to it, as I've said before, that is going off in directions that aren't, aren't on the X, Y, or Z axis. Is there an obvious way through the floor? And I can make one. The directions, the directions okay. that would take the parts of this cube and have it pass through the sphere. Because going in other directions, it passes right through your friends. It passes through you. It's a little unnerving when Identify is working on this thing and you are perceiving this. Wow. It doesn't pass through the sphere. Huh. It arcs towards the sphere and then arcs away. Okay. That, not sure exactly what that tells me. But it tells me stuff. So, sorry to ask again, but is there an obvious way down? No. Okay. Zex, mm-hmm. I hesitate to ask you this because it's something that we're not supposed to do. And I don't want to offend anybody's sensibilities. But in this one instance, I think it's probably okay. Would you please punch down? All right. Where where do you want me to do that? <laughs> where do you want me to start? Uh, near the edge of the room. Okay, so I go off towards the edge of the room and uh, use those gauntlets to punch the floor. You have an effective strike of 25 last I checked. Yeah, so. yeah I rolled a 19. And you rolled a 19. Yeah, and there's so, a plus 7 to strength, so <laughs> boom. You you leave a an anime-style crater in the floor. <laughs> Can I look through it? Do I see where it goes? It goes to rock. Whoa. <laughs> uh, well, I broke something for you, but I don't know if that's a result you want. It's an interesting result. Yeah. You now have a small indentation that's maybe about a, a foot deep at the deepest spot at the main impact zone, if you will. Uh, you could make a small water garden here if you wanted. Maybe <laughs> put a few goldfish in there. Perhaps a koi. Probably a koi. <laughs> maybe some frogs. <laughs> All right, well, at least it's big enough that nobody's going to, like, trip over it and fall in, so... Yeah. They'll see it. Okay. A warforest walks in and immediately trips a... over it. I pull him out. I had a suspicion <laughs> I didn't a see it there. sphere rather than a half yeah. sphere. You think it And I wondered what was in the bottom the... half. Crystal sphere? I don't know yet. Yeah, the more I think about it, I think my guess was off base. I mean, it's not entirely impossible, but the Dragonborn were up here for a while, and... Circulus never heard of the moon moving, so if this was how they opened the hole for the moon, then the Dragonborn wouldn't have been bothering to maintain this. So it's, it's probably the something other else. way around. What if it's, um... Wait, wait, wait. Weren't, okay, weren't the kobolds here first? So is this a kobold thing? Spacefaring kobold, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it so. doesn't make any sense to me, but if it's not the Dragonborn and the kobolds are here for well, no but the dragonborn cared about this machine enough to maintain it i can tell by 
how new some of the pieces are. Thing is, um, has something to do with why we're not on any of the maps usually, or was that just that we were looking in the wrong places? It didn't take the what's his name very long to find us. He was able to point it out after just a few minutes. Mm. I guess we don't know if this thing is off or on right now, so we can't know if that means anything. You are fairly certain that it is off. Um, okay. From all of your checks you've done previously, you are fairly certain this thing is currently not operational. I and, will revise it then. Well, it's and, now, so we... Sorry. Grandma? What were you saying? Yeah. I, I was saying I'm not talking over you. You go. Oh, okay. Uh, well, it's off right now, so we can't know what does when it's on. And it's worth pointing out the gnome observer, the head of the observer guild that you talked to, was able to relatively quickly find the crystal sphere that you're from. But the he, moon wasn't there. Um, well, yeah, the moon wasn't in the crystal sphere at the time. But also, one, yeah. he required your help to determine which one it was. And two, it was one of the ones that wasn't listed on most maps because it was inaccessible. Right. Oh. I'm wondering, is this why it was inaccessible? Does it have something to do with portals? It, it doesn't open them. It stops most of them from being open. I suppose that does make sense. But that's kind we of over all our heads. A hypothesis. I'm not quite sure how to get it working again. But Well, if only you had a month of going through the flow to tinker with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I do. <laughs> well, a little less than a month now. You've had several lectures from Zenosha by now. Well, not Zenosha. Right. Marwise. Marwise. Zenosha's but... lectures would all be on mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Chroma's it's just good. It's more important than looking for all the guns. So, yeah, Chroma, go ahead and spend all the time you'd like studying this. And if you haven't figured it out, we'll ask Fatal Punch to come in and work off of everything you've discovered in a month. Well, I'd better get started. Uh, so remember that Warforge that I jokingly said came in and stripped over the giant crater? Mm -hmm. They're yeah. still there. Uh, well, I picked it back up out of the crater. So yeah, like, well, they're, they're still Sorry in the room. They're CNC-8-4. Right. They're also referred to as the Earbot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know that one. Yeah. The, the reason why they didn't see the crater is because they're mostly ears. It's a little disturbing to look at. Mm, <laughs> you get used to it after a while. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that these kobolds have gotten used to <laughs> in a very we, short order. We see rotting corpses playing card games and working machinery and just like, oh, another Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And a skeletal robot de dealt themselves in and you're like, oh, right. they're making friends. They're trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so CNC84 brushes themselves off a bit and says, okay, well, uh, yeah, I really didn't see that there. I no, don't see much. I didn't hear it at all. Uh, ooh, echoes are weird in this room. Am I in a yeah, giant a circular room with a giant half sphere in the middle? Yeah. Half sphere yes. with a bunch of stuff sticking out of it, yes. Oh, wow, cool. Well, that's almost as neat as the armada we found. You found what? Uh, what? Tell me more about that. Armada. I think we should have about an hour. What do you say we take a short break? Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, right no.
Okay, so we start in a giant cavern. Cavern is the wrong word. Caverns form naturally. This was built. Above you, the ceiling, which you can see thanks to your dark vision, because you're cobalts, appears to be made out of two large panels that spread for a considerable distance to the left and the right of you. They are currently shut. You don't know if there is a working mechanism to open them currently, but I imagine Chroma already has plans. <laughs> Probably. Yes. But that's not really what's drawing your attention. What's drawing your attention is this incredibly large chamber has about a hundred ships in it. Whoa. We found it. We found it, didn't we? We found the thing that there were rumors about that was being used to to build things up in a sphere nobody could get to. And they we all look trashed. It. Oh, that's even worse. Wait, why are they hoarding trashed ships? I don't think they were trashed when they were hoarding them. Oh. Okay. Now, I think these the ships... Dragonborn got here and maybe? It's a possibility. Uh, now, these particular ships look like... Now, now some of them are missing pieces that others aren't missing. They, they're not all taken apart in the exact same way. But looking around, you get a basic sense for what a completed ship would look like. Uh, the Mind Flayer and GIF both referred to the Kobold vessels as angel ships. And you understand at this point why they were called that. Uh, the ships themselves are very streamlined, except for what appear to be structural flat panels that stick out on either side that are shaped vaguely wing-like. It doesn't make them particularly aerodynamic, but the impression is there. Uh, they also have masts. Many of them have masts on the tops of them that look like they would be able to accommodate a significant amount of rigging for at least two, possibly three sails. And they are most definitely cobalt scaled. Not covered in cobalt scale, but they're, <laughs> yeah. they're the right wait, size wait, for cobalts. A gif or a dragonborn would have difficulty maneuvering through the hatches of these things. They're all trashed in different ways. I wonder... They're also all... Because the paint's faded and chipped a little bit, but they're all painted flat black. Oh, they would blend into space pretty good. Well, maybe not with the wings, but I think it'd be harder to see them. I have too many things to investigate. I never thought thing. I'd say this, but I have too many things to investigate. We could probably reassemble the pieces into one working ship. Yes, I need to do that, and I need to investigate the, the big circle thing and see if it's actually what does things to the sphere, and I need to... So are we still in the flattish... The, the flow the flow right now the moon has currently entered the flow yes it i would say that it's been in the flow for maybe a week at this point see this is why i have a problem remembering the flow the, like the term the flow because i remember that the flow I, the way i remember it is the the flow is short for the phlogiston except in my mind it's the luminiferous ether oh. and i can't figure out what's what that would be shortened to well, <laughs> it has been called the luminiferous ether. It's been called the phlogiston. It's been called the flow. 
in particular, the sense that you've gotten from your interactions of beings who are used to the phlogist is that they call it the flow kind of, sort of, because depending on your accent, it's short for phlogiston, but also it moves very darn fast. Like, at this point, um, Zelix the Mind Flayer doesn't need to do a whole lot to pilot the moon other than just make sure it's not drifting out of the main current. Your propulsion is all being provided to you by an outside force. Sure, but I'm saying my, my mnemonic... Oh, yeah. ...is the flow is short for the phlogiston, but I keep replacing phlogiston with luminiferous ether in my mind. Well, keep in mind, I'm an older, cisgendered, um, straight white guy, so therefore I must interject and share a tidbit of knowledge that I know at any point that I can. <laughs> so from now on, I'm going to remember not that it's short for the phlogiston, but it's flow because it helps us progress. That works too. Just go with the flow. <laughs> that, yep. that is currently what the moon is doing. And yep. the hope is that uh, Zelix will be able to slow you down before you encounter the crystal sphere that you're heading to. Because they may have hinted that they're not quite sure where the breaking mechanism happens to be for a moon. Okay. Perspective from our crystal sphere. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the crystal sphere shakes us a little bit. Everyone in the circulars goes, did you hear something? Okay. So we got a bunch of disabled ships that used to be cobalt ships floating far away from the nearest crystal sphere. Right. Which means these were probably from the cobalt empire. Uh-huh. Which, that's, that's what I was saying. Which means they're probably also stripped of the tech that makes them work. I'm going to go in and look. Yeah, check it out. Okay. Are there any attributes you're looking for in a ship? Helm. I'm sorry. Helm. No, I, I'm asking when you look at the outside of the ships, because they're in various states of disrepair and disassembly, are there any outward attributes that you're looking for or looking for to be missing? Um... I suggest that we look for the one that looks the most complete. Yeah, that's what I was going to... And try to use the others to repair that one. Okay. That seems like a good idea. Well, there's uh, roughly a hundred in here. Zillith has indicated he's not entirely sure how to stop the moon. I don't think we can rely on him stopping it mid-flow just so we can salvage some ships. Oh, no, you're on the moon. You're in a hangar that is by foot, a few days' travel from the main base that you've set up to be your home. Oh, um, I, okay. Yeah, I, I completely the Warforged found this. it. My, yeah, now, I thought they found it just floating in the flow, so my bad. No. Sorry. It's all good. Um, I wasn't clear on that, so it's my fault. Um, but the Warforged headed out on foot because they don't care about atmosphere, and they had a whole moon right. to explore, so they thought they'd do that. And they came across this hangar in their explorations, it's a couple days' journey for them, but your group occasionally remembers that you have a flying carpet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so depending on whether or not you flip a coin, you remember that you had a faster means of getting here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. And Archbeth is correct. This is no star base. This is the moon with a star base inside. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Quite accurate. But this is not a fully armed and operational battle because we blew up some of the guns. 
Right. Yeah, you might have destroyed some of the defenses. Only two. I think so. Didn't that spider person break one for us? Or is that... That's one of the two I was counting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you're not quite sure how many of them there were. True. It could be a thing. Obi-Wan clocked out. That's no moon. This is a moon. (laughs) So yeah, so in that case, let's find the two that look the most intact. See if they have helms and otherwise look at trying to repair one of these. Okay. Um, So you spend... Give me a perception check. Who? Anyone who wants to, to, but with... But with All advantage right. because you're looking as a group. Okay. <laughs> I've rolled a one, which sounds about right. Zax wouldn't know anything about this. Well, well again, because <laughs> yeah. you're rolling with advantage. Uh, now I have a two. <laughs> Fourteen. And my hire ended up at a 23. Yeah. Okay. So Zax is it's like, well, good. you want me to move heavy stuff for you? Cause Why is Zenosha suddenly this. doing good on the tech stuff? She it's hates a good this stuff. Three hours. You stop for lunch. And then you start again and you eventually find a ship that is, it's still leaning to one side a little bit. It, it's still been partially, actually, maybe it hasn't been looted so much as part of that ceiling came down on it. So maybe the people who were looting things didn't take pieces off of this because they figured it was broken already. But it's relatively intact. There's some scuff marks that'll buff right out. Yeah, you, know, you we don't need to exchange exur- uh, insurance company information. Uh, just just sort of like, would you take a check? <laughs> yeah. I I like the response when people roll low. Guys, did you know I'm wearing boots? <laughs> it's like when you look, look down and realize that your character model loads, so you see feet when you look down as opposed to just seeing empty space until you mm-hmm. go into third person view. <laughs> as a total aside the ray tracing stuff that microsoft is doing with a variety of things including minecraft i saw a very disturbing bug with it where if you are in minecraft and you're doing ray tracing there's reflections which is incredible there's never been reflections in minecraft before not done well they have reflections but if you're in third person view it works if you're in first person view all you see of your model is an arm so that's all that renders Oh, oh no. weird! It's just your one arm, your right arm floating in space. But never mind about that. Mm-hmm. Scorching ray tracing. <laughs> you already have inspiration. <laughs> okay. Um, with that said, you have found a ship that is more intact than most of them. It does have a hatch that you can go through, and when you go inside, you find that it has a variety of rooms and hallways. The height is pretty good for a cobalt. You could reach up and touch the ceiling if you want to do that annoying thing where anytime you go through a doorway, you smack the door jam that's above you. You hmm. can do that in here. Would JR fit in here? They would have to duck, but they can fit. They would probably spend most of their time sitting. We'll have that to bring the chair sense. over. Does the chair fit? Well, it could probably fit right there where the helm used to be. Um oh. Trap. Okay, no well, plan. I'll can. go through a bunch of them and see if I can find some. If I can find an attack town. Everyone, give yeah. me an dexterity check to try to get out because I did say that the ship was tilted. I got seventeen plus three. Okay, yeah, you're fine. Yep. Oh, oh no. sidekick. So help me, I'm going to put a warforge into the game named Sidekick, and when you ask them a <laughs> question, they're just going to sit there and stare at you for like five minutes. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> And Neri got a 10. Neri is hanging off the hatch going, help, 
It's Axel Catcher. I gotcha. And I'm just going to pull out a real one because Sidekick's still waiting. I got a 10. Okay. Same. Gotcha. Just drop. Here we go. Okay. Now this is getting to the hatch. I'm going to say that Zenosha and Neri, because things are a little sloped, uh, do end up stumbling just a little bit. Not a, an embarrassing, I'm going to use this hole as a slide type situation, <laughs> but okay. just, just a, I'm going to reach out and steady myself by putting my hand on this console type thing. You're not sure which of you did it, but one of you pressed something. Actually, both of you pressed something, but you're not sure which of you pressed the thing that did this. The ship disappears. What? Whoa. I touched the place where it was. Is it still there? You touch ship. It's a cloaking device. It's a cloaking device. It's a cloaking device. Oh my gosh. So wow. Chroma's outside the ship. She got yeah, a 15. So she managed mm-hmm. to get outside just fine. Wow. Meanwhile, uh, Zenosha and Neri, I'm assuming Zach's also got out. Um, yeah. Well, I had a 17 yeah. plus three. So, yeah. Yeah, so you got out just fine, because you were going to be down there catching Mm -hmm. them. Right. And the ship has disappeared with two of your friends inside of it. Oh, um... Except Roman knows it's there. Okay, so, um... Can those of us who are inside the ship still see the ship? Yeah, you two can still see the ship. So we don't know anything's wrong. We don't know anything's wrong. Yeah, you're still stumbling your way towards the exit hatch. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> up until you get to the exit hatch and when you go out you realize that you are hovering in midair oh there they are okay, okay who moved the ship there? slanted it's normal slanted normal. yeah it's it's a little weird out here you turned invisible i mean the ship turned invisible you obviously didn't turn invisible i can see you right here okay whatever did um, that let's figure it out take it out of this yeah ship i'm gonna go back the and star there's I'm gonna some go back and, and the ship the is buttons. back oh Wow. I'm going to go back and inspect those control panels. This is incredible. Oh my gosh. Do do you realize how incredible this is? Probably not as much as you do, but I'll take your word for it. You know this stuff better than I do. I could have called ship- tonight's episode Chroma Flips Out. <laughs> <laughs> you could call every the episode. The third though. level spellcaster. <laughs> what was that? I said the ship is a third level spellcaster. <laughs> Perhaps. Although the invisibility wore off without the ship making an attack. Right. You say it didn't make an attack, but we had to struggle pretty hard to get it to that to get to the hat. It wasn't that much of a struggle. You had a ten. So you've gone back to the control panel and you're pressing all the buttons? I'm first looking to see if there are labels that describe the buttons. <laughs> there's panels, but there's no words on the panels. Memo to self, invent OSHA. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I think that's canon somewhere. (laughs) The panels are all inlaid, and they appear to be glass surfaces. Some of them are shattered. Okay, I'll try to remember where I put my hand down and see see what buttons do what. Okay, give me an investigation check. Oh, sure, the one I'm not good at. (laughs) Should I be really mean and have the interface pop up and have it be L-cars? No, see, L-cars I can understand. No. Ne- um, Neary would probably Ooh, not understand. It. Actually, rolled well. Wow. Yeah. All right. Ellie, on the other hand, sure. Uh, so a seventeen. So you're pretty sure you found the spot that you put your hand on. Um, there is a button there. There's a a little safety cover that's supposed to go over the button, but this was apparently left up. 
Great. If all it does is cloak, why does it have a safety cover? You normally safety cover something like the self-destruct button. Yeah, but... It... Seven, six, four... <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that is not canon, by the way. I'm a 30-second bomb. I'm a 30-second bomb. 29, 28. Um, judging by how quickly the invisibility went away, it probably uses a lot of power. You don't want to turn it on unless you have to. Okay, that's fair. There is another button next to the first button that you may have also put your hand on, but it has a safety cover on it. I'm not going to push that button. That's the button that makes you super visible. In other words, it's the disco ball button. Right, the caramel <laughs> dancing button. Yep. Don't make me take inspiration away from you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have inspiration right now. No, that's the button that casts Hunter's Mark on the ship. Oh, no. Oh, no. That or Guiding Bolt. Either one will do. Or both. Ooh. I am gonna or Fairy Fire. Go, I am going to oh. carefully go back up the control panel and see if I can figure out what each button does or each panel. Okay. Um... Going with the investigation check that you made earlier, I'm going to say that you're not sure what the rest of the buttons do. Your inclination towards a button with a safety cover for it would be, this is bad, but it really wasn't that bad. So you can't hazard a guess for the rest of them because there's no labels. Oh, I, I was going to push them. Oh, and see nothing what happens. <laughs> oh, wow. Look, Chroma gets to push buttons all the time. It's, it's it's someone else's turn. I mean, it's only fair. There is one button where you press it and a mechanical click sound happens. Huh. Those of you who are outside see a so panel on the back of the ship the, open up and uh, a bunch of fireworks shoot out. And I didn't catch that. What? Those of you who are outside the ship see a panel open up and a bunch of fireworks shoot out. Oh, I was going to say we found the trackpad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fireworks. Okay. Half the fireworks it does. They sort of like get launched out and then just fall back to the ground and don't actually do anything. They've probably been here a few hundred years. If only half of them are duds, those are well-made fireworks. I want to go to the next ship over and see if the control panel still functions. Okay. And if it's the same layout as this one. Okay, you go to the next ship, it's the exact same layout. Uh, there's different damage to this. The helm has still been taken out. And you go up and you see two identical buttons with safety switches. I'm not pressing either of them. Okay. Because you're not pressing buttons, nothing happens. <laughs> are there any other buttons to press? There are lots of buttons to press. Is it obvious that the helm was taken out as opposed to the helm just simply not being there? You see the mounting brackets in the center of the deck. Hmm. Hey, Zax. Uh-huh. What you need? How do you feel? How do you feel about going and getting the mount from the the sorry the helm from the Red Star? Uh, just like pick it up and bring it here. Is that really the way we want to do this? Instead of just taking the parts we want from this ship and putting it in the Red Star? I'm not sure the parts from this ship are compatible with the Red Star. Okay, except so... for the parts that you want to bring over and install in this one. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I could probably yeah, bring well... it. Uh... I don't know if I, I'll break it on the way, but I mean, I don't know how these things work, but I can carry it. I will not okay, require here's my train a of thought for you to remember that the helm that you've been using in the Red Star literally worked when it was strapped unceremoniously to a flat surface, and it was called oh, a ship. Over 
Right. That, okay. That that was my that that was where I was going with this. Okay. My 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 perspective is the helm worked when it was literally a chair on a couple of boards. That's true. Okay. See, Zach so, doesn't know how any of this works. It's just like I don't. Know. Let's see I if can we can stick it. the helm on this ship. All right. I Be like right that idea. All right. I'm okay. gonna borrow the flying carpet for speed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that. idea. Yeah. Okay, you arrive back at the Red Star to uh-huh. see that Fiddle Punch is there. Because remember, he came along. Right. And he is in the process of finishing up installing the scaffolding that's going to allow the wing that you kind of sort of dismembered off the side of the Red Star mm-hmm. and attaching it back. Oh, wow. Um And... When he realizes what you want to do, he's like, you want to what? I'm just going to borrow it for a minute because Neri needs it. And we found like a bunch of really old cobalt ships and we're trying to like see if they work. So she sent me to go get the helm. So I'm just going to pick it up and um, fly back out there and I'll bring it back. You want to go with? I'm imagining Fiddle Punch saying you found what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Does a bear poop in the woods? I don't know. Ask Zenosha. <laughs> Neri remotely says, yes, it does. Bring him back on the carpet. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She does not know what's going on, and yet somehow you can hear her voice. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, come with. You can help. I am. Right now, it's hard to explain the emotions going through me, but imagine, if you will, Chroma last week after the triple espresso incident. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. I was gonna say, all right. In, well, in chat, Beth go. is saying Beth is saying chroma vibrates with excitement and also, you know, caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So all right, yeah. So on the way, tools. I'm gonna tell him that the yeah, get your tools and like it wasn't us that found them; it was Forge. So I don't know if they had anything. They, I don't think they want them or anything. They're kind of small, you know. But uh, I am yeah, just going to say right. that those Warforged are a marvel of engineering. But they've got a few loose circuits. Some of them. The one with all the ears is actually pretty cool. Seems to know what's going on. Well, yeah, he hears everything. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So whenever Fiddle Punch is ready, we get back on the carpet with the helm and off we go. Smash cut to. Fiddle <laughs> <laughs> no Punch. Fiddle Punch is tightening the last of the bolts necessary to put the old helm in place on this new old ship. It's new to you. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have a ship payment uh, for a little <laughs> while, but it's not like getting right. a new ship. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's got the new ship smell, but that's the air freshener. <laughs> so don't trust that. That's not a reliable means of telling how old the ship is. And for funsies, uh, both cog buckets have come along as well. Oh, cool. <laughs> Well, JR definitely wanted to come along, and Cogbucket Prime was in the process of trying to install things in JR. So oh, imagine if you will. Make it a little hard for him to, yeah. As, as they're walking through the hangar, JR is just walking forward, coming over to be with their friends, and Cogbucket Prime is like following, like taking a few steps and trying to solder something, then taking a few steps and trying to solder something. Like, <laughs> JR, my child, if you could. Just hold still for... No, I almost got it this time. It, it, no, if you could stop moving for... 
this is going to fall and break if you do. Many cobalt parents have made those same statements. (laughs) (laughs) I have raised countless cobalt children. Okay, not countless. Exactly 1,857. But I don't believe any of them has given me more troubling scenarios than my own child. (laughs) And I'm a bit disturbed that I based them off of me. Oh, no. I'm going to have to sit down and think about some existential situations. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> now, if you could hold still. Okay. Um, so eventually you are all in the main cabin area of this cobalt ship, and the helm is in place, and there is the light, faint sound of a soldering um, iron doing its thing, and a faint whiff of a flux coming out of the exposed back portion of JR's head. <laughs> which is only slightly disturbing if you're looking in that direction or remember that you looked in that direction when you told yourself you shouldn't. GR is sitting, by the way. Of course. GR seems quite pleased. <laughs> All right. So uh, the helm's in place. So if you want to try it out, I'm not sitting in it. Oh, I, I can't. I, I don't know how to work it. I don't have any. I guess you need spells. I don't have that. Well, since our main objective is to try to figure out pieces we can apply to the Red Star, like whatever made that last ship turn invisible, I think maybe Chroma should get in there. She has the best chance of learning about where that stuff might be. I mean, I I can fly, but I don't know this tech. I need Chroma to examine the control panel. I'll fly the ship. Okay. You're you're sending Chroma to all the buttons. It's actually my... Okay. I mean... It's buttons. It's in Chroma's wheelhouse. Uh-huh. 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 I'm good at buttons. Yeah. Good at buttons. <laughs> yes. Was that fiddle punch? No. <laughs> no, that was the DM editorializing. Because I feel like uh, that's probably fiddle punch's take on Chroma with buttons, too, considering. Yeah. You have helped me in a wide variety of experimental applications for things. You are very good at pressing all of the buttons. Matter of fact, I haven't had a better stress tester in decades. Yay! Anything, anything that I want to see, if it can be broken, I send it your way. <laughs> I just realized that that doesn't sound positive if you think about it, but I meant it as positive, I assure you. Um, so, Neri... You sit down on the helm, and it's a familiar sensation, of course. Uh, the familiar sensation of sitting down and having nothing happen for a little bit and a little bit. Mm-hmm. All your spell slots do go away instantly. And then you see everything. And the cabin lights up. <gasps> Ooh. What button All did you hit? All the buttons light up. All the panels oh. that aren't smashed in one way or another or straight out missing because they've been salvaged light up and there's text in draconic on the other side of all the little glass panels excellent neri you have solved our button problem excellent is there a way to open the hangar not that you can see you're sitting in the helm you're the pilot uh i'm asking in character ah that would require someone to make some type of investigation check i will I'm just going to start reading the panels because we should all be able to speak Draconic. Right. I am 25! Going, I'm going to also ask Zenosha to make an investigation check then. 25. 
oh, I, I heard the 25, and I'm very excited <laughs> for the 25, because I get to give you exposition now. That's I got a five. Okay. And I'm not pressing any buttons. I'm just reading the panels. Okay. So I'm assuming I just look up and go, yeah, this is a panel. Yeah, there's all kinds of panels, and uh, they're describing things that can be done or things that can be adjusted or readings that you can get. Some of them are using vocabulary words that they're in draconic, but you're not familiar with what they mean or, in some cases, what they would mean in this context. <laughs> but that's Mr. unfortunately what you're going punch. to get with a five. Chroma, on the yep. other hand, is able to find a small button that you're not even sure why it's out of the way like that. And, and over in like a corner surrounded by a bunch of other buttons that have nothing to do with this button. But there is a, a little button that um, does have a current label that says Hangar Bay Access. Excellent. I press it. The cavern shakes. Uh-oh. Hold oh, on, everybody. That might have been a bad idea. What did you press, Chroma? Hangar Bay Access. Oh, okay. Now, there's something I've said about the flow before, and it does bear repeating. Not Zenosha repeating, but bear repeating anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that was going to become a running gag, but here we are, and I'm here okay with are. this. The flow, when you are traveling through it, permeates everything. It cannot be kept out or contained. If you put a bunch of flow in a bottle and you bring that bottle into a crystal sphere, the flow will not enter the crystal sphere. It'll just come right out of the bottle, even if you seal the bottle airtight. The moon is traveling through the flow, and the flow is also permeating every open space on the moon. So even inside this cavern of a hangar, there have been little wisps of color from phlogiston all over the place. Not a single one of you really wanted to uh, light a match, and it has only just now occurred to you that the soldering iron that Cogbucket Prime is using is perhaps oh. the most dangerous thing in this cavern, and there are weapons mounted on the top of the ship. Oh, no. Friend uh, Cobalt, why is everyone looking at me all of a sudden? Turn that off! The, the, don't use it, don't use it, don't use it. it I will just set need to attach a few more things. There no, 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 wait. The flow is explosive. I'm going to go over and gently take it. Like, this is going to blow things up with us here and blow us up. Can you wait a little while? Okay, I will set a timer for five minutes and ask again. Sure. No, I'm until hold we're out of the flow. I'm just going to hold on to it and you can ask all you want. <laughs> the cavern fills with light. Ooh. Whoa. Because while the cavern is filled with wisps of flow the majority of the flow is outside the cavern the main current that you're going through right now is pushing against the side of the moon and you are beginning to see that because the two giant doors i described earlier have started to slowly open yes 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 the cavern shakes some more uh-oh are we, sure, um, are we sure this is going to fly? Bits of rock fall in through the doors. I press the button again. Hold on, everybody. We're going somewhere. The doors slowly come to a halt. Whew. They're still open, but they're not moving anymore. Are they open enough to, for me to get out? No. Sorry, I, I can... don't want to bring the cavern down on us. Okay, that I makes sense. I can move out of the way of the... The boulders. Yeah, but all the other ships here that we might need salvage for parts can't. 
Oh. And at this point, it wasn't boulders coming down. It was loose bits of rock. You would not be happy if they hit you, but they were not ship-sized. So, um, I think before we mess with the hangar access, uh, maybe I should take the carpet up and take a look at, um, the structural integrity of the cavern and see if it's safe to start the opening again. There's a number of spells that could be used to clear any debris from the tops of those doors. None of them better be fire or explosion based. I've heard the story of the last time you did that, and I'm told that I got hurt. So if you're going to do something... Or almost that's... got hurt or right. something. Right, so, you know, you remember... You I know, don't Z- quite remember. I don't know. Cog Bucket Prime, have you met Zeely? Because that's her mom, and... She would be very upset. I am aware of the terrifying one, yes. Yeah, so don't do anything that could possibly hurt Chroma or you're going to have to deal with Zeely. And frankly, I don't want to deal with her when when we first that when you first met her, you cast Earthquake underground. It was very effective at removing a large amount of rock. Right. We don't want to remove the rock onto us. No, I don't believe that would be very wise at all. I was suggesting that someone be found who can cast Mold Earth. Oh, Okay. Wait. That's a good idea. I can cast Mold Earth. Excellent. Come up on the carpet with me. Okay. okay. Um, it looks like it's going to take considerable time to move all of the debris that have come to rest on top of these doors. But looking at the debris, it's not too deep that you think it's impossible. Well, I'll get to work then. Fortunately, Mold Earth is a cantrip, so I can cast it as much as I need. Okay. And fortunately, there is also a breathable atmosphere for people of cobalt height. So it's not like you have to also cast other spells to to keep doing this. So we're not going to RP the three days it ends up taking. (laughs) Uh, Zanosha going, Mold Earth, Mold Earth, Mold Earth, (laughs) Mold Earth. There's several warforged who decided to help there. There were shovels. I can help move big parts, like big... One of them saying, no, no, dig up, dig up. (laughs) Several of them get into a conversation about what pattern is the most effective for removing all of the debris. I think it's to remove the Warforge, actually. (laughs) (laughs) You have inspiration. (laughs) Okay. Because if you don't, you do now. (laughs) I didn't have it, but now I do. They're more of a help than a hindrance, to be honest. Anything's better <laughs> than having Zenosha sit there and for every 10 square feet casting Mold Earth. Right, right. And then having if we've to been do it here again for like, because it's limited range. If we've been here for like three days, at some point, Marwise is going to wonder where her students are hiding. My assumption is with enough high-level spellcasters available um, and also the Warforged who found this place have not hidden its existence from anyone that they've talked right. to. And you've got fiddle punch with you. Right. Yeah, Zenosha knows yeah, okay. where you are. And I imagine okay. the lectures have continued for everyone who's not casting mold earth. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I said Zenosha found you. No, no. Marwise finds you. And yeah. Right. In particular, Zenosha already knows this lecture because Marwise. <laughs> in my head, Canon, and you're allowed to say this doesn't happen, but in my head, Canon, Zenosha decides, I need a break, and tries to come downstairs to join the lecture. No, no, you've got something to do. Go on. Go do that. (laughs) (sighs) And I I assume that Gox would show up and help move heavy things as well. I'm sure. Um, 
eventually everyone ships in and it's a, a wonderful time had by none. <laughs> but three days later, you've cleared all the debris off the doors. In that time, I will say that Fiddle Punch also makes himself useful and tries to salvage a few more parts from the other ships that seem to have been taken from the one you've selected to use to make it be more complete. He's not going to say it's fully operational, but some of the panels that were missing, some of the parts that were missing, uh, this ship was missing one of its masts that's been reconnected. You realize that I could have probably fixed the red star by now, just so you know well, that yeah, wasn't but... three days worth of work. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't know how long it would take, but you look you seem really excited about messing with these, so... Well, yeah, there's so many now. parts. I mean, I don't even know what this thing does. And he holds I don't up a part either. that... It, yeah, you have no idea what it does, and you just toss it aside. Not I guess it's a spare. Wrong lever! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I took this panel apart, there were three of them in there. I can only fit two in there now. So... Huh. And considering where we like, are, it's not extra planar. Right. Yeah, well, just... I don't know, maybe get, like, a box and put all the extra parts in there in case something breaks. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. All right. You'd know better than me. Nero will stay attached to the helm so that people can investigate, continue to investigate what the control panels do. I'm assuming this is only going to happen when Fiddle Punch is not messing with panels because he is very concerned about spark hazards. Yeah, I'm not going to kill Fiddle Punch. No, no, no. It wouldn't just be Fiddle Punch. It'd be the whole room. It'd be the whole Imagine, moon. if you will, a fireball. <laughs> I'm not going to kill everybody. What did we tell you? Don't kill everybody. And what did you do? I killed everybody. Yeah. I'm still not entirely sure why we're going through this much trouble. I thought we just wanted to salvage the cloaking device, but I don't know how this stuff works, so I'm just going The what now? Oh, yeah. The it, ship like, can turn invisible. I mean, not the one you're working on, but the one we started with. Well, we haven't one tested that one. Yeah, we don't Probably know. Probably lots can. of them can. Wait, I thought that that was the one we were on. I don't know. Zach's would have no idea. <laughs> no, you you went to one and you pressed a button and it turned invisible for a brief amount of time. Then you went to another one and the other one is the one that you attached the helm in. Oh, okay. Okay, that's or what I thought. you know what? We can retcon it any way you want. Whichever one seemed to be mostly put together with the least amount of repairs needed, that's the one you've been working in. We're just going to say that. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That that would make the most sense. Um, while Fiddle Punch does enjoy a challenge, he perhaps would not say, okay, that one, the one that is literally just a little bit of rigging on the ground, that's the one I'm going to repair. <laughs> <laughs> Friend Fiddle Punch, that is literally just some rigging on the ground. I believe it fell off this ship over here. Yes, that's the one I'm going to repair. That one that looks just like rigging on the ground. Friend Fiddle Punch, are you feeling okay? <laughs> I have a variety of spells that I can cast. Not Earthquake. I know not Earthquake. Meanwhile, Zach is still keeping that um, soldering device. from. It has literally been five years and several months. You'd think that I would live that down. <laughs> oh. Okay. But you have a mostly repaired ship, and you have double doors that are free of debris, and you have homework from Marwise. Right. Remember, you need at least 300 words on the breath weapons of each of Tiamat's heads. 300 words for each head on Marwise's desk by tomorrow morning. Or the equivalent, because you're in the middle of the flow and there's really no day or night. 
<laughs> yeah, Zax is going to go talk to Gox to get help with that one. <laughs> I mean, he's a dragon. He was there. Maybe, you know. None of the heads breathed anything during that time. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> <laughs> they ate a few people, but, you know. Yeah. A- and bit Gox's god a few times. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Gox's right. god bites back. Yep. <laughs> okay. It's the god that bites back. <laughs> goldfish. Wait. A goldfish god biting back would be intimidating. <laughs> well, there's deities for pretty much everything on Circulus, so there's probably a god of goldfish somewhere. That would be adorable. It's probably okay, in the form but... of that little in the middle of the ball that they keep going around going, wait, was this here before? <laughs> The guy blinks out of existence every 30 seconds. Right. Where'd it go? Oh, it's back. It must be a deity. They, they've done scientific studies. Goldfish have memories that last a lot longer than that. That's an early Yeah, one. but that's just the running joke with them, though. Okay. So I'm assuming that after a bit of fanfare, Chroma presses, presses the button again. Uh-huh. And the doors close. Okay. Did, is that what we wanted? Well, we pressed them once. They opened. We pressed them once. They stopped. So oh, okay. All I'm right. assuming if we press them again, they'll start opening again. Maybe. So, Chroma, you want to press it a third time? Are we going uh-huh. somewhere? Oh. We're distracted she- by Ellie's audio issues. Sorry. Right. We're going to wrap it up very quickly anyway. But Chroma presses the third time, and the doors open a lot more smoothly this time. Like Almost like they were designed to open smoothly and gently with minimal <laughs> shaking of the ground. Well, that's an improvement. And now they are open to the flow. Wait, do we want that? Well, well, you can't really avoid the flow. Yeah, okay. but Never mind. seems like everyone yeah. else was set on flying this ship, so it was necessary. Okay, I got it. And the way the doors have opened up, if each of these ships was working, they would all be able to take straight, take off straight up and go right through the hangar doors. The doors are large enough for that. Wow, okay. That's why it took three days. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense now. Makes sense. With help. Uh, the DM was thinking, well, considering the size of the doors, they're probably not going to want to clear all the debris. Oh, no, no, they said oh, they were going to okay. clear well, the debris. Well, cobalts, you know. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> you have chosen tedium. I will provide <laughs> yep. I, I mean, look. The other option would have been... I don't want to get any of these broken. The the option that the DM was assuming you would take would be getting Fiddle Punch to identify the invisibility tech and transferring that to the Red Star, a ship that you're (laughs) familiar with flying and had really only lost a single wing that was in the process of being repaired. Right. Instead, we've reenacted... We've, you know, we've put back together from pieces, like an archaeologist would or something, of an ancient ship from... Built by With an co- entirely different interior plan. Right, that we know almost nothing of. I'm sure we can move the invisibility tech later. Yeah, but it wouldn't take three days, and Zenosha was throwing out the idea that I thought we just wanted the cloaking device, but... I yeah, don't okay. know. Zenosha doesn't know anything about and tech, And the so. experience of figuring out how these things work a little bit better. Just chalk this up to another experience where DM was like, they're probably going to pick this. And the player said, <laughs> Nope. Yeah, we do. Look, that. why would I play with the familiar tech when I could play with new weird tech? What I if mean, you could valid. put the best piece of the weird tech in the familiar tech and figure out how to get them to work nicely? 
With all respect to Fiddle Punch, the Red Star was amazing, but the Black Wing feels like home. Yeah, but it's too short for JR, and I don't want him to have to crawl around everywhere. JR waves, and their fingers hit the ceiling. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Okay. We'd have now. to make him short. We'd have to make them shorter. I don't know. They're going to want to do that, though. They shake their head now. Yeah, not a fan of being See? shorter. Oh, um, we could figure out if let's we just could fly put this thing next to the red star helmet. and try to figure out where the cloaking device is. And no, we can't build another helmet. Oh. That's beyond even fiddle punch. No, we're going to have we to. We could attach I built them this together. One. Yeah. This one's pretty good, it seems. So, I mean, we'll just, like, I'll just pick it up and move it back over, and you guys can figure out the Yeah, for the record, Fid- Fiddle Punch does know how to build helms. He did build the helm that you're currently using. Mm-hmm. He reverse-engineered yep. the tech that you found to build the helm. It's not that he just took oh. that tech and turned it into the helm. No, I thought we salvaged the helm from yeah, I thought the old we did. tower, and he just I... used that. No, you did okay, salvage no. tech from the tower. Okay, I got it. But the Never tech mind. itself wasn't a helm. Okay. So yeah, I take my fiddle punch, couldn't build a helm retraction back. My thank you very much. Or are we going somewhere? I don't know. Guess it's you have up to ask to... Neary. Yeah. Well, we don't want to leave the moon, so I guess just park this thing next to the red star. That makes sense. If that's the group's decision. It make it a lot easier to move the tech from one to the other, right? At least the big heavy stuff. I don't know, fiddle punch, what do you think? Well, I was all set to repair the red star to begin with, so all right. But cloaking device, you say? Uh-huh. Yeah. This yeah, thing can at least briefly yeah. turn invisible from the outside. That's originally why I was on board with tearing this thing apart, because I was hoping we could put that part in the Red Star. Okay, well... I'll, I'll fly the ship back to the Red Star. Okay. You go up through the hangar, and it feels like you went up through the hangar a bit faster than you had intended. That's not surprising. It's a different ship. It's... Give me a dexterity save. A weird place in Everybody? the flight system. No, no, no. Just okay. Neary, just the pilot. Just the pilot. Okay. That's a 24. Woo. So, I will tell you what happens. There's good news and bad news. The bad news is, you very quickly learn that when you start piloting the ship, it is separate from the moon's gravity. Oh! And the moon oh, is yeah. traveling through the flow very quickly. Oh, wow. Okay, just land so, it again. So for the briefest of moments, you watch the moon getting away from you. Again. Not again. But you roll the 24. So you react quickly and catch back up. And without further extension of tonight's episode, I will say that you managed to park it next to the Red Star. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. My name is Crash. Tonight I was joined by a bunch of awesome, incredible people, including Archbeth, Ellie, Eo, Jen, Matt, and Cindy. Let's do a few quick plugs. Well, let's start off with the fact that Ellie runs a social network, Elec.xyz. Many of us have accounts there. You can find all Wait, of our I social. Do? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, it turns out that you might even be a mod there. Weird. I know, right? <laughs> um, our social. Network information is available on the cast page, which is linked to in our show notes. EO's mom writes books. You can get those at elizabeth-mccoy.com. Jen has a blog and podcast. You can find that at bookofjen.net. And until next time, this is Crash saying, no, I just need to solder one more part 
There might be a slight <laughs> spark if I just no no no. Give me no. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.